Head over to miniaturemarket.com where they have thousands of board games at discounted prices and you can sign up for product alerts. Hello my friends, it's the Game Boy Geek here with Christmas time coming up in the holidays. I wanted to put together a video that talked about a lot of different types of games and recently I've gotten some games in, I've bought a few games and I just started playing some of the Christmas games. Some of them even came out last year that are still available and some of them are brand new. So let me show you so this is the 12 games of Christmas, show you which ones are out right now. There's there's way more than this out, but here are ones that really interested me. Now, this is really in two sections. The first section is going to be sort of like mass market games. These are ones that you can readily find in Target, uh, maybe even Barnes & Noble online as well, uh, even possibly Miniature Market. Uh, and uh, these are more for like families, kids, mass market style games. And then I'm going to go into more strategy games, which you can also find some of those at some of the big box stores as well. Uh, so those are the two different sections. So here we go. The first one here actually is probably my favorite of the mass market games. This is called Grinch Grow Your Heart. Uh, this is for two to six players, 15 minutes to play, ages six and up. Uh, this is a card game where you're essentially drafting cards. You're drawing cards and you're trying to collect sets and you, you can your, your hand is growing. It's called Grow Your Heart because each round you'll end up having one more card in your hand and you're drawing a card and deciding which one, well, drawing two cards and then deciding which one to get rid of. So at the end of each little hand, you have one one more card and you're trying to collect sets. The cool thing is, is that the sets, each of the sets you can only collect once per game. So there's different suits that you're trying to just get the biggest numbers of those suits, but then there's runs and then there's uh, a bunch of the same number, things like that. And so as the game goes on, you score certain things, you can't score that one again for the rest of the game. So you start off with a lot of choices and they start to get narrow and it makes it harder and harder. Uh, the other cool thing is that there's other cards that some of the cards have bonuses on them. So you'll be scoring for one set but you'll be scoring a bonus if you have a card of a certain color of another set. And so it, it, it introduces some tough decisions in such a light game. And each round, one player is the Grinch, and they get to take the cards from other players' discard piles, where all the other players just get to take it from the top of the deck. So being the Grinch is cool. Sometimes you're at twice per game. Sometimes you're at once, depending on the amount of players. It's a lot of fun. This is probably the... Again, my favorite of the mass market because it's light, but yet there's, it introduces a lot of planning and thinking and, ooh, this card gets me a good bonus, but it's going to mess this set up. Is it worth it? Well, I already scored that one anyway. So it gives you some good things to think about. Definitely my favorite of the mass market. Grinch, grow your heart. The next one is Elf Journey from the North Pole. Uh, I actually got the collector's edition, which had like cool Buddy the Elf standee uh, token there. Not even token. It was like a miniature. Uh, but this game is for two to four players. It's 20 minutes. It's ages eight and up. Now in this game, players are basically playing little cards that have Buddy move around the board. You can play as many cards as you want on your turn, but you're only drawing, I believe it's two on your turn back up. So you can't just flood your hand, but you're waiting for the right time to have a big move. And you're moving them all around the board, sometimes even off the board, sometimes over older paths. It feels a little bit like a game called Suro, T-S-U-R-O, if gamers know that. Feels like a very light version of that where you're moving around, but everyone's moving the same character, Buddy. Everyone has a secret goal and three of them actually. And if Buddy gets to those spots, regardless of who moved them there, uh, you're gonna get a certain amount of points. The earlier he visits that spot, the more points it's gonna be worth. There's other ways to get points. There's some gingerbread on the, on the map. And uh, you, if you get all the way to New York, you'll get some extra points. It's interesting because you don't know who's going for what, but everyone's sort of kind of working together, but also kind of not. Uh, it's good for a little light game. Elf is one of my favorite movies. And so I, I, I like just being the spirit of Elf. Um, but 
there's some problems with the game. Uh, for example, it's definitely best with four players. Because with two, you could have zero, one, or two goals that are the same with the other player. If you have none of them, you're just fighting back and forth. You're moving them this way, I'm moving them this way. It's kind of weird. Um, with two of them, it's like, hey, we're doing everything kind of together, then we're not, and then it just comes down to the end. It, it's okay. It's not terrible, but it's not the best with two. Three of, With three players, two of them might have two shared goals with each other. They're going to be working together, and the third player is just going to be the odd person out. No matter how much they try, they're not going to be able to get the points that they need. Um, so uh, it's basically, it's best with four players. Uh, with less, it can end badly. It doesn't always, when I mentioned those different things could happen, certain cards have to be dealt out randomly to make that happen. In the end, this one's fine. It's okay. Uh, I like it best of four. With less than four, your mileage may vary. If you like Elf and you're just going to play this once a year, it's probably fine, but it's not one I'm going to be coming back to over and over. The next one is a cooperative game called Merry Grinchmas. This is for two to six players, age, uh, ages five and up, and for 15 minutes long. Now, again, cooperative game where everyone's going against the Grinch. The Grinch is running around stealing presents, and the players are trying to gain presents. And so what happens is it's it, this is a very light, super light kids game. I mean, you're essentially rolling a die, moving the Grinch. The Grinch is stealing some presents, sometimes from other players, sometimes from the board. And then the players have some choices as to which presents they might want to grab. And you're trying to do this set collection because there's certain cards that you need certain colors of presents. And when you have them, you can score that goal and score those stars. Well, what happens is the Grinch is stealing things too. And you can kind of see what he might be stealing next. So sometimes you'll take a present that isn't really going to help you get a goal this turn, but it might stop the Grinch from getting his one next turn. So there is some planning. It's a good game for small children that, uh, you know, they, that you want to teach sort of cooperative play and working together and planning a little bit ahead. Uh, adults, if all adults play this, I don't think you're going to find it fun. It's, it's, it's like kind of Candylandish, but there are some decisions to be made. Uh, so don't, don't think there's too much strategy in this game, but if you want to introduce light strategy to younger kids uh, and you like the, the Grinch thing, I think you'll have fun with this with them. Christmas Vacation. This is oh, after one of my favorite movies of all time and for Christmas. Two to five players, ages uh, eight and up, and it's for 20 minutes long. Uh, the coolest thing in this game is it comes with the big mug that Clark W. Griswold drinks his eggnog from in the movie, and that is what you roll the dice from. I mean, just by itself, that just has the nostalgia version, the table presence. The art in this game is awesome. It all looks like that ugly sweater thing uh, that's really fun. The game is just a light pressure luck game. You're rolling dice. If you get Cousin Eddie hats, they get locked and you can't re-roll them. You have up to two more re-rolls, so three possible total rolls on your turn. Unless you bust with three Eddie hats and then you get nothing. But if you stop, you can take all of the same number or a run of at least three numbers, like one, two, three, or more, four, five, maybe, and you get to discard them. You're trying to shed your cards and be the, be the first one to run out of all your cards. So it has a light pressure luck action, uh, me mechanism, but there are, there's a green die that allows you to do some bonus things like getting rid of an extra set and things like that. Um, and there's a wild card, and there is some strategies to like when to use your wild card. And, remembering which cards did you get rid of? How many threes did I get rid of? And if you're really paying attention, there can be some strategy towards the end of when you're getting rid of sets, when you're not, when to get rid of just a single card, things like that. But all in the end, it's a very light game that's best played talking around the table, around the holidays, having fun. That's the best place for this also because it's two to five players. It's best with two because there's the least amount of downtime. On your turn, you don't really care what other people are doing on the table. I mean, talking and stuff, great. So with five players, even more, any with, with any more than two, 
it's just, there's nothing to do when it's not your turn other than just have fun and talk, which is why I'm saying this is a very social game. Even though the game has nothing to do with socialness, this game has a lot of downtime. So if, if you go into this saying, hey, we're gonna have fun on Christmas vacation, we're gonna have the, the mug, gonna be rolling the dice and laughing about the movie, uh, and you're gonna look into it like that, I think you'll have fun with it. If you're looking for a very serious strategic game uh, that, that you're always engaged the whole time in the game, that's not what this is. So hopefully you know, I had fun with it. Definitely best with two players. Uh, it's it's not a bad pressure luck game, especially if you're really paying attention to what you've gotten rid of and remembering things, a little bit of memory element. Uh, but but this one was, was fine for me. The next one is Jingle All The Way, It's Turbo Time. This is for two to four players, takes 15 minutes to play, uh, and is for ages seven up. In this one, you're playing cards with numbers and powers, and you're going to activate the highest down to the lowest from all players that use powers. These powers do different things, like peeking at cards, because there's a grid of face-down cards of different presents. You can swap cards, you can flip cards, you can shuffle, you can peek and swap. Sometimes you're messing with the middle of the grid, sometimes you're messing with other players' cards, um, and you're trying to collect Turbo Man, which is worth a lot of car, uh, points at the end, and also different types of sets for positive points and try to avoid the sets of cards that give you negative points. The game felt pretty random. It has a large memory element of peeking and trying to remember what something is. I like this movie a lot. I was hoping for more for this one. This is probably my least favorite of the entire video here. It's... I, even liking the video, I played it once and I was like, eh, whatever. Let's go on to something else. So I don't recommend this one. If you love the movie or you're buying, you just want a stocking stuffer for somebody that has that, that wants the movie, just want to see their excitement when they open it up. I mean, I guess that's fine, but I did not particularly have a good time with the game and neither did anyone else I played it with. This next one is part of a series called Something Wild. This is Peppermint Lane, the Christmas version. Two to four players, 15 minutes, ages six and up. Something Wild is a great system. It's like on the level of Uno, but it has much more strategy but it's not much more complex than Uno. You're trying to basically score three of any number, like three sixes, three threes, three fours, or three in a row, like one, two, three, or four, five, six, of the same color. Uh, now, if you score, you get to take a power card, and if you play the color that is the power card in the middle, you get the figure. In this case, it's a Santa figure. And on your turn, if you have the Santa figure, you get to enact a power, either the one that's in the middle of the table or one that you've collected throughout the game. Because if you play a set of three numbers of the same or three in a row of the same suit, you get to score whatever power cards in the middle of the table. You take it and you collect it. That's essentially one point. But that power is yours for the rest of the game. No one else can use it. But now there's a new one in the middle that anyone can use as long as they have Santa. And again, to get Santa, you have to play a card that's in the same color of the, the power card in the middle. It's really clever because sometimes you're playing the card just to take Santa so they can't use their power because you know they have a good opportunity to use it. Um, again, it's kind of random where you're, just, you're drawing a card, you're playing a card, and that's kind of it. But there is some strategy as to what you're doing, when to take the, the Santa, when to play the, 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 the color to take, and when to use which power when, how to set yourself up to use the power depending on what the powers do. Like, this, this specific one's all about red and greens, right? So it's like, hey, greens can be any number or reds can be any colors and things like that. Um, it's, it, it's fun. The powers really change it and you're just trying to basically score three times and the game's over. The system itself's awesome. You can mix all of the something uh, wild games with each other. You mix the cards together. You have multiple characters with multiple different powers and it just ramps up the difficulty. So if you're a gamer, if you play with three sets, it's actually a bit of a brain burn. But this one alone, this is one of my favorite ones. This, this one and the first one I talked about in this video, the, the, um, 
the Grow Your Heart are, are very close to each other. This is one of the best mass market ones out there, I feel. Now the last one for the sort of the mass market family style games is called Holiday Fever. Now I did do a rule school for this back. It's two to six players, 30, 60 minutes, ages eight and up. Uh, so let me just give you a one minute overview of how this works. Holiday Fever, a family tradition, creates an experience that produces timeless family traditions. You're trying to build your family the most valuable Christmas from gifts, trees, stockings, and Christmas spirit. Some decisions will gain you deposits where other decisions will gain you debts. At the end of the game, you're trying to have the most valuable Christmas. You'll be moving around the board and encountering different experiences, like taking your sweet time to buy gifts like diamond earrings, gingerbread, curling irons, baseball mitts, knit caps, puppies, backstage passes, and more. You'll then be trying to secretly add values to those wrapped gifts, but you have to be careful because if you get stuck with coal, it acts as a debt at the end of the game. You might be trying to race towards Christmas by setting up your tree with lights and ornaments. Or maybe you want to be the player who wants to collect the most gifts. Along the way, naughty and nice cards will help create memorable moments like singing along to your favorite Christmas carol, or giving a short speech on why holidays are special to you. These gain Christmas spirit, which forgives debts that you've acquired along the way. Once you start December, you'll be weaving through the calendar trying to create a Christmas miracle but it's the player with the highest valued Christmas who will win the game. Yeah, so clearly this game was inspired by Monopoly. Roll and move, square board, moving around different things, and that alone is either gonna give somebody nostalgia or turn them off from it. It's very polarizing. I will say this game is really nothing like Monopoly. That's the only thing it really is. It's all about different strategies, collecting different sets, doing different things, and very important is to interact with your family and make holiday memories. That's what the game's about. You know, sometimes you're drawing the, the Christmas tree and drawing things on your Christmas tree and making it certain things. Sometimes you're, uh, you know, you're collecting certain sets and certain toys. Sometimes you're getting coal. Game has some randomness. Um, it's not a super strategic game, but there are some things that you need to pay attention to. If you're looking for a very light game, uh, for a family that you're going to try to create some Christmas memories with and maybe a, uh, you know, a Christmas tradition, here it is. You know, it does, it's very different from any other sort of holiday game where it's very family-centric, very experience-centric, very memory-inducing centric. There's a game there, but if you don't take it too seriously, I think this is one that you might like with your family, and that's Holiday Fever. All right, so now we're getting on to the strategy section. Now again, these ones are still sort of light, but they're they're not, I would say, mass market. So uh, the first one is Holly Jolly. This is from 25th Century Games. It's from Ben Pinchback and Matt Riddle, one of my favorite design teams. Uh, this game is pretty clever because there's a big Christmas tree in the middle of the board, and you are taking a card, either tinsel or lights, and you're placing it on the tree. Now, based upon what you took, like the tinsel or lights, you're taking all the tinsel and lights and adding that up. So if I played lights, I'm adding all the lights. If I played a tinsel card, I'm adding all the tinsel cards. That number that it adds to is the ornament that you can take from the tree. And it's very clever because you have three choices of cards to select. Each one of those have a lot of permutations. Oh, if I cover this one, it's this. If I cover this one, it's this. Each card has three permutations. So you have nine different options on your turn. Almost sounds like too much, but it's not. It's really clever. Then you're taking certain ones that match that, and you're doing set collections. Sometimes you want the toy soldiers. Sometimes you want to have the Santas, because if you have the most Santas, you get this. Sometimes you want a gift that just gives you points. Sometimes you get a stocking. Stockings are hidden points. Sometimes positive, sometimes negative, sometimes really good, sometimes it doubles other points. Uh, it's a very clever game because you're doing basically like set collection, trying to get the most points, trying to police other players from running away with some set collection things. 
but it's all based on this mathematic permutation, which is a very clever thing. So it's a pretty quick game, 20 to 30 minutes. There is some thinking there, but it's still relatively light from a gamer's perspective. Great one here, Holly Jolly. Next one is sort of a cheat, <laughs> cheat code for Christmas. This is called Patchwork Christmas. This is basically a very popular game called Patchwork. It's one of the best two-player abstract games out there. This is the Christmas version where you're still using buttons, uh, <laughs> but you're basically putting polyominoes like Tetra-style pieces on your board. You're trying to fill your board all you can possibly. And you're doing that by a very interesting action selection where you're picking a certain piece and you're placing it. And when you, when you, when you cross certain spots on the board, you're getting an income of buttons because you need to spend buttons in the game in order to do different things. So the game itself is awesome. This is the Christmas version where everything looks like Christmas presents. Uh, it's very festive. Only thing I don't get is like, you're still making a quilt. And I get why that, that they kept the currency in this game as buttons. But this was a good choice to make the currency like bows. Little bows on all the presents. Uh, however many bows was buttons. I don't know why they didn't do that. I get it, you're still supposed to be making a Christmas quilt, so buttons is it. But thematically, they could have just changed it and said, we're, we're patching together stuff with, with bows. I don't know. It, it, it just didn't make sense to me that way thematically. But Patrick's amazing. It's just a nice little Christmas version. Makes me get Patrick out again. If you've never played Patrick and you're into Christmas, this is a great way to start it. Uh, fantastic game. And because there's a Christmas version, it's got to be on here because this game is amazing. That's Patrick Christmas. The next one is one I just bought and it has to do with some of the movies we already talked about. Super Skill Pinball Holiday Special. Uh, at first, I thought this was an expansion for my Dice Game of the Year a couple years ago, which was Super Skin Skill Pinball. Uh, that's designed by Jeff Engelstein and is by WizKids. And I thought this was an expansion. I bought it thinking it was an expansion, but it wasn't. It's a standalone, which is better for you, because you can just buy this game, have never played any of the other Super Skill Pinball games, and you can just open up and play. There's three boards, Elf, Christmas Vacation, and The Christmas Story. This is a roll and write game where you're rolling and you're writing things on a, on a dry erase board. This is a roll and write game that does not feel like roll and write games. And those are pretty much the only roll and write games that I like these days. Some me, like most other people these days, are burnt out on roll and writes. But this does not feel like one. You're rolling dice and you're moving your pinball around. You're moving the bumpers, you're moving the different lights, you're getting multi-balls, you're activating bonuses, you're comboing things together. It is a lot of fun and it's very thematic where the ball drops down and goes lower and lower in different zones and you get them on the flipper, then you hit it. And you can only hit certain things with certain flippers. Thematically, it really feels like you're playing pinball. You can actually nudge the machine and try to get yourself a little bit of an edge, but if you nudge it too hard, you'll tilt and your ball just drops. It's so thematic pinball-wise. And this one is awesome because it has all the different movies. Now I will say, the Elf one, all they have is Buddy the Elf on like the glass part of it. The rest of it's all like cartoon art. I did not like that at all. I wish they would have put like the actual pictures of the movie in there uh, on the board like they did on Christmas Vacation. They did a little bit of that. The Christmas Story one's the best board. Uh, it's, it's got the most going on and they used all the cool things. The bunny suits, uh, the leg lamp, all the stuff from there. They had little pictures from the movie on the board. I don't know why they didn't do that with Christmas Vacation and Elf. Probably, maybe because of licensing, it would have been too expensive and they just wanted to hit it out of the park with one of the boards. Mechanically speaking, all the boards are fine. Elf's the easiest on Christmas Vacation and Christmas Story. Uh, and I like it. This is, I can highly recommend this. This is a fantastic game with a fun theme and all the boards do thematic things. The Red Rider BB gun uh, in the last one, it's just, they, they hit the Christmas bonus in the, in the Christmas Vacation one. I just wish they would have used more movie images on the Christmas image, the Christmas Vacation and the Elf one. Kind of a complaint there. I really, they, it would have been like out of this world amazing. Otherwise, it's just very good. <laughs> I really enjoy this one. Super Skill Pinball Holiday Special. 
This next one is the only game here that's out of print, meaning it's really hard to get. You have to buy them on a secondary market like eBay or BoardGameGeek uh, Marketplace. There are copies floating around. You can get one, but just to preface that uh, uh, it's, uh, it's hard to get these days. But I did review this many years ago. Uh, it came out in 2017. Here's a quick one-minute overview. Santa's Workshop is a worker placement game for two to five players where you'll be placing your elves out to Santa's Workshop trying to get the materials to create gifts for kids, like a tea set or a teddy bear, and they come to you as letters to Santa. So you'll be gathering coal and spending that coal at the wood, fabric, or metal factory to get the resources needed to build them. And when building, you can build with the best materials or you can shortchange it to cut the line and go faster to use plastics, but you'll get less points if you do so. But even once you have the fabrics, you still need to be able to assemble them by going to the assembly room. But you can also upgrade your elves by having them learn and do things better over the course of the game and upgrade your storage and how fast you can get coal. You'll be going to the stables to get special abilities and to get points for certain reindeers. And every third round, Santa will reward those who've done the most gifts. And you'll be going all the way to December 24th and seeing who has the most points at the end. Yeah, I just replayed this uh, yesterday to get it back into my brain. Uh, this is a fun worker placement game. Uh, it, you're, you're placing your elves out. You're training your elves. So one elf might be really good at getting fabric or really good at assembling things, and that really helps you. you got a little bit of engine building there. You're you know, collecting goods to then put on the, to, the, to the cards, to then assemble them, to get points, and you're trying to score certain ones to have you have the most when Santa comes every three rounds. It's a very standard worker placement game, but the theme is fun. Looking and saying what you've done. Oh, I did a slingshot. Oh, I did a play horse. Oh, I did... And it's fun, and that kind of makes sense. And the way that you can get plastics to get your things done quicker, but you score less points because they're not like full wood. I always like that in games. You can get less points for doing something not quite as good. This one does that. I love it. This is a really solid, fun Christmas game. It's just hard to get. And the board in this one, the printing of this... It's, for, a, for a light Christmas game, a lot of the board is very dark and dingy and hard. It's hard to see a lot of the lines and stuff. I really wish they would have made the whole board vibrant, like the score track is awesome. That's my only complaint about the game. Other than that, if you're looking for like a fun 45-minute-ish worker placement game that's pretty tight, that is fun, has a great theme, this is definitely one Santa's Workshop. All right, I saved my favorite, uh, I did my favorite mass market one first in that section. I'm doing my favorite strategy one last in this segment, sort of bookends here. This is Christmas Tree Second Edition. Uh, this is again, it, used, it had come out of Essen many years ago, and then they just reprinted a second edition. Uh, you can get it here. I bought it, I actually bought it at Miniature Market, my sponsor's site. And um, it's really good. This is a drafting game where there's three rounds, and each round you're drafting seven ornaments, and you're placing them on your tree. And it's really clever because this game has a family version, a normal version, and an advanced version. And you really can play this very lightly with other players. The main thing is there's different goals each round. So each round, each player is going to have a goal. You get to select this. And so at the end of the round, everyone is scoring everyone's goals, possibly. So after everyone selects it, you get to see what you're, what you're going for. But in the normal game, you get to see all the goals that you get to select from. You don't get to select all of them each game. So you're selecting a goal and working on it, but you're also at the same time working, working towards the other goals in your hand that nobody knows about, so that when you flip that up next round, you're already halfway there, also doing it along with your other goal. Third round, same thing. So this is really interesting arc of short-term planning and long-term planning. And sure, other players' goals come out, you have no idea what they're gonna be, but you can tactically try to get with those goals along with your goals. It's extremely fun. It's clever, it's quick, 45 minutes and the game's over. Um, 
There's, lot, there's also ways you can move some, some ornaments around. There's different ways that you can flip them around. There's gingerbreads that you're scoring in all sorts of clever ways if you put certain things adjacent to it. All the different gold cards. You can play it family friendly where you're just flipping up the gold cards randomly at the beginning of the round. So you don't have to think too hard about that. Um, there's an advanced version where there's more advanced gold cards. Plus you have to place next to somewhere you've already been. So everything from family game all the way to super advanced. The normal game is actually my favorite. I think it's just fine that way. I don't think you need to go advanced with this one. Uh, but the options there if you really want to. Really clever sort of tableau building drafting game with a cool theme. Christmas Tree Second Edition, my favorite sort of strategy gamer Christmas game that I've played. Uh, let's take it back up top. All right, well, I hope this helped you find either some games that you might give as gifts for Christmas, uh, some of the sort of lighter ones, or maybe the gamer ones for yourself or some of your people in your game group. I hope you've learned about some of these. Uh, and this has been the Game Boy Geek, breaking down barriers, growing relationships through board games by helping you find the next one you'll love. Game Toppers not only transforms your existing table to a high-quality gaming solution, they now offer full leg kits and dining cover solutions for the full table application. Paired with their amazing thematic premium stitch edge mats from noted board game artists like Vincent Dutre, collapsible cup holders, and really cool accessories, it's a complete system that upgrades every game you play. Go to GameToppersLLC.com or click the link below to late pledge for their latest Game Topper 3.5 Kickstarter campaign.